morning, everyone. It's good to be back home. I was away for a week out at camp with a bunch of crazy kids. They were trying to stab each other with spoons. It was weird. Um, anyway, let's start our services off with a song, as we always do. We're going to sing the Lily of the Valley. Let's have some cheer and energy in the house this morning. The words will be up on the screen. Stand as we sing. I found a friend in Jesus, he's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. The lily of the valley, in him alone I stand. All I need to cleanse and make me fully whole. In sorrow he's my comfort, in trouble he's my stay. He tells me every care on him to roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. He all my grief has taken and all my sorrows borne. In temptation he's my strong and mighty tower. All for him forsaken and all my idols torn from my heart and now he keeps me by his power. Though all the world forsake me and Satan tempt me sore, through Jesus I shall safely reach the goal. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. will never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here, while I live by faith and do His blessed will. A wall of fire about me, I've nothing now to fear, from this man and he my hungry soul shall fill. Then sweeping up to glory to see His blessed face, where rivers of delight shall ever roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. Amen. Amen. If, he's, if he is the lily of the valley to you, if he is your bright and morning star, say amen this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We're in for a treat this morning. It's a little bit of a different kind of service today. As Chris pointed out, the kids, got back, the youth, the young adults came back from camp and going to share a little bit with us this morning. We're going to commission some missionaries. We, we got a lot in store for us, but isn't it great we can gather in God's house and pray together, love together, fellowship together, and just keep looking up together. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go to him in prayer right now. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity we have. I just pray that you will just anoint this service this morning. Be with these musicians behind us that lead us in worship. Be with all those that are going to share today. And God, I just give you all the praise and honor and glory for everything that's going to happen here, Lord. Father, I do pray for those that are on vacation. There's quite a few who are still traveling today. May you get to continue to be with them as well. You can be here and there at the same time. 
May you bring them here safely, get them all back here safely to fellowship with us again next Sunday. And God, I just pray your will to be done in this service today. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. And, and Lord, if there is someone here today that does not know you, someone here today that they may be saying, well, it's just the kids, or there's a, a service about Ephroditus, there's a, this service here, I, I'll, I'll accept you next week. May you touch their heart. May they hear you in such a fashion that they will make that decision now before it's too late. Let every knee, everyone in here know that one day every knee shall bow. Let us bow together today in your presence, Lord. I pray your will to be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 It's good seeing everybody this morning. I want you just to walk around just a little bit and shake somebody's hand, give them a hug. But just tell them it's good to see them in God's house this morning. Just a little bit. I know, that's what Sherry said. She's like, oh, I'm on. Okay. The more I trust Him, the more I love Him. Nothing good for me here tonight. The longer I know Him, the better I can show Him. I couldn't stop now if I tried. Oh, it gets sweeter. As the days go by, it gets sweeter as the moments fly. His love is richer, deeper, fuller, sweeter, 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 sweeter as the days go by. The moment He saved me. His good grace He gave me. He's placed His love down deep in my heart. There's great joy in knowing with Him I am going, and never more from Him to depart. Oh, it gets sweeter as the days go by. It gets sweeter as the moments fly. His love is richer. Join us. It gets sweeter. It gets sweeter as the days go by. It gets sweeter as the moments fly. His love is richer, deeper, fuller, sweeter, 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 sweeter as the days go by. One more time. Let me hear you. It gets sweeter, sweeter as, the days, as the days go by. Sweeter as the days go by. It gets sweeter, sweeter as, the as the moments fly. As you take your seats. Love is richer, richer deeper, deeper, 
sweeter and sweeter and sweeter the more you know Jesus the more you know Jesus the sweeter it gets now I'm not going to go off preaching just yet but let me say this I didn't say the more you go to church the sweeter it gets I didn't say the more you get that little check mark I I prayed this or I did that it gets sweeter I said the more you know Jesus it gets sweeter amen that's what it's about, guys. That's why we gather in this place. It's not so that we can say, oh, look, Lord, I went to church. Now you have to honor that. It's a, I got to go to church and be in the presence of, of God's children and in his presence. Amen. And the more you know him, the sweeter life gets. Hallelujah. I got just a few announcements this morning. Uh, first of which, let me, after services today, the... Uh, Community Center down the road is having a barbecue fundraiser. This is to help raise funds to work on the community center and do much needed repairs down at the community center. So if you would like to go and be a part of helping to finance the repairs getting done on the community center down the road, it's going to be from noon to 5 o'clock today. It's a barbecue plate. Um, Terry told me there's brisket and sausage and beans and rice, I think. The, uh, so I want to encourage you to go and, and be a part of the community and help sustain the community center and go get your lunch down there. You will probably go get lunch somewhere, so why not do it there and help support the community center repairs as well. Amen? Also, too, the women of joy. Last night when I was up here and I was going over the, the announcements, I almost missed this one because I said, well, you know, that's out in September. But then I looked, the, the, the sign-up date is August 1st. That's coming up quickly. So ladies, if you still have not signed up, if you still have not uh, told Sherry or someone that you wanted to go, I want to encourage you to try to make sure to get that done rather quickly. Also, too, be in prayer for uh, this week. We're, this is going to be a part of this service today. is going to be a commissioning service. Where there's eight of us that's going to be going to Alaska to, to work in the mission field. And we're going to go up there and I pray that we share Jesus. Amen. That's what we're doing. So I pray that you, you pray to get us there and back safely and that people's, the kingdom of God will grow and people's lives will be changed. And last but not least, as far as announcements, I, I said this last week, but I want to say it one more time. If you did not know, we do have a newsletter that people write articles and put in and then Julie Dogbird uh, very, very lovingly and puts a lot of work into the editing of this paper. I want to encourage you to grab this every month. Now, that being said... If you will give uh, Wendy your email address, you can get it in digital format, and that way you can read it on your mobile device or your laptop or whatever it may be you'd like to read it on. But if you need a hard copy, get with Wendy to be put on that list as well. There's a few out on the front table, but because of ink and paper and such, we don't want to print more than we really have to, per se. If you would like the hard copy, that's not a problem. Get on that list so she'll print you one. Uh, or you might be able to grab one off the front desk. But I want to encourage everybody, pick up the newsletter that we put out every month. And there is one more. If you can see that picture up there, you can't see it real well. I know it's kind of small coming off my phone. But if you didn't know, oh, Michelle's not here. His wife's not here this morning. 
But Ian, Ian Goff, the, you may know Ian Goff. He's the, the real tall fellow. You can hear him all the way across the room, anywhere room he's in. He is also a bicycle rider. Well, he has got plans. He is going to be riding from the northern edge of the United States to the southern tip of Texas. And he's going to be riding across the United States that way, stopping everywhere, preaching, telling folks about First Baptist Southern Springs, but most of all, telling others about what Jesus Christ has done here and what Jesus Christ can do for them. Now, the picture you see right now is part of his training. He is bicycling across Iowa for the next couple of weeks. And this is, what, this is the church last night. And he, they stay at churches every... This is a Christian bicycling group that he rides with. And this is the church. They, they gave him their gym. And in the gym last night, all these bicyclists, they put their bikes up and check it out before the next day's ride. And Ian is here working on his bicycle in that church up in Iowa. And he's bicycling across Iowa. And he's asked us, as he's preaching the gospel and sharing the gospel, that we would continue to pray for him for safe travel and sharing the gospel and people coming to know Jesus. Amen? So before I turn it over to, to Rod, did you have a scripture reading this morning? Oh, no, that's good. We got the kids up anyway. So before I turn it over to the kids, let me, uh, let's, let's stop and go to the Lord in prayer real quick. Amen? Father God, we come before you. We do lift Ian up to you. And I lift up all those who go forth and are proclaiming your name away from their home church. They may not be here with us, but they're a part of this body. And though we're sitting here physically, that part of our body is there physically. And God, as they share Christ where they are and you are blessing them, may we as the body feel that blessing. And may we, he know that we're praying for him. And may we know that he is speaking and praying for us. But most of all, praying for you, speaking for you. God, I just pray your anointing to be upon him and all those who are riding with him. And may your will be done and keep them safe, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. All right, I'm going to turn this over to you, Chris, so you can get with the young, the young adults. Cool. Well, if you uh, went to youth camp, come on up to the stage. <laughs> yeah, that's you too, Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're still thinking about it. They are a timid group. Do we need to bring them some spoons? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on up, come on up, come on up. We're just, uh, we're going to give these guys and gals an opportunity to uh, tell you about Kant, tell you their favorite thing, most memorable thing, maybe a story or two, stuff like that. Huh? Yeah, where's Jay and Julian? Did they leave? I don't, I don't see them. Yeah, I guess maybe they left. Okay. Go get them, Mr. Okay. Well. Yep. Yeah, I think they left. Anyway, well, if they come in, we'll I'll grab them. Um, so who's going to go first? Tell them about youth camp. Yeah, go, go talk in the microphone. 
Go, go tell them something about camp. Something that you remember, best thing that you heard. Tell them, tell them about the candy wall. Huh? The what? I want to hear about a candy wall. Well, talk, talk about the dirt. Tell them about the dirt. Yeah, we want to hear about the candy wall. Um, the best thing I heard was that we are all dirt. <laughs> Whether uh, the preacher was talking about that God made us different, but then we're all like we're all the same, like skinny dirt, white dirt, black dirt, white dirt, that we're all made from dirt. <laughs> yeah. We're formed, yeah. It's a good lesson, a very humbling lesson. All right, Faith? Tell them the best thing about camp. Most memorable thing. Well, we snuck out. <laughs> huh? No, I wasn't the leader. Nothing. That. Me too. Amen. You don't remember the candy wall? No, okay, yeah, I do, yeah, I do. Who was it? It was that Minecraft guy or whatever? The, the guy okay, that... Okay, well, that was a the, Minecraft, the one that, uh, what did he do? He created Minecraft, and so like, he had, to, how much money did he have? Like, a lot of money. A lot of money. 2.7 billion. billion. dollars. Imagine that. Well, um, I forgot how the story went. Okay, the story goes, the, the guy that built the, the game Minecraft sold it and got a lot of money from selling this Minecraft, this game that you guys have probably heard of. Um, so he got into a bidding war with Beyonce over a house, really expensive house. Um, and in this house, the, the guy was describing all the things that were in the house, and one of the things that was in the house was like this wall of candy that he could just pick whatever he wanted, just any candy, any time, and... You know, these are all really hungry teenagers, so I would say that was really memorable for them to think about having a candy wall. But then we talked about the story of how we were all made from dirt. Like, rich people, poor people, black people, white people, like, we're all made from the same thing. And we'll all return to the same thing, no matter how rich we are, no matter all the things we have. So it was a really interesting lesson. And she snuck out, and she apparently she wanted all of you guys to know, because she, she just ratted herself out. Yeah. Faith is ratting herself out because she, I said, basically, with my eyes, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it, and it's going to be a lot worse if I tell everybody that you snuck out. And actually, if you want to just come up here, both you and me. <laughs> <laughs> really loudly, you shouldn't sneak out and tell Colby about it. <laughs> Just like on three. One, two, three. 
You shouldn't sneak out and tell <laughs> Colleen about, about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, decision time where they have the altar call and they say, you know, if you feel like Jesus is calling you to join the ministry or you need prayer or you are accepting Christ into your heart, please stand. Okay. So the weird thing I want to say is that none of our kids ever raised their hand or stood up. And I think maybe some youth leadership might look at that and say, well, we're obviously not getting through to them or they're not listening to the message. But I think what the Holy Spirit was putting on my heart is that all of our youth know where they stand in Christ. And that even though maybe none of them stood up and accepted Jesus, and, and maybe some of them should have and were struggling with it, but what they did do is stay seated because they probably already have that belief. So I really love that because that means that we don't have to worry about dragging them to camp to hear about Jesus. What we need to worry about is dragging them to camp to serve others and to put that information farther out to other youth. And I'm going to find something really fun to do with these guys, so if you have any embarrassing ideas, please let me know. <laughs> it, was, it was really great to see not just all the other churches, their youth were able to get up and, you know, profess Christ. There was over 250, I believe, the, of children that not only got to rededicate their life, but also to find God in, during that time of worship. And I thought to me that was very fantastic because when we were there, it says, you know, let the kids pray over those who have not yet made that choice. And I can hear in the background, you know, and in front of me, I was sitting behind them so I can monitor them and make sure they're not getting into any trouble. But, you know, they were praying. They were praying for the other kids and stuff like that. Um, Amber really um, did a big thing. She said that she was called by the Holy Spirit to go out and hug those who were crying because there's a lot of situations where kids feel that they're struggling. But yet she was called by the Holy Spirit, you know, from our group and was able to hug and comfort those who were in a, in a place where they needed comfort. So to me, that was really inspiring to see that kids from our group were praying for others and also, you know, touch, reaching out. Um, Jay, too, he's, he's, a, he's a knucklehead sometimes, but he, during worship and praise, he, he always got up in front of the stage and, you know, with his group of friends, they got to sing and dance together. So, you know, that was inspiring to see as well. So it was a wonderful camp for me, my first time with these kids, and hope to, you know, learn more and work together with them. Yeah. 
So one last thing real quick. I just wanted to say thank you to my wife for, for going with us. Uh, but also thank you to Paul for jumping in at the literal last minute because uh, he, yeah, he didn't know exactly what he was in for. But Paul came up to me and said, hey, I'd like to be involved with the youth. And I said, all right, great. You're coming to youth camp and you're driving the bus. <laughs> and Paul was like, all right, here we go. Uh, so he was definitely game for, for everything that went down. I think we just had a really, really good week. So, yeah. The trailer's scary. <laughs> All right, you guys can go. Go sit down. Huh? Well, yeah, yeah. We'll do it again. Yeah, oh, they want me to say something. So the most memorable thing for me at camp was uh, uh, my wife stabbed Jake Ferguson with a spoon and um, <laughs> broke the end off the spoon and <laughs> it scared Jake so bad. That, uh, that he released some gas. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And also, uh, uh, Faith wrestling around on the ground for a spoon when we were playing spoons. It's a very, it's a very memorable thing. Yeah. Especially because the spoon was right underneath her, but she couldn't find it, so she was just rolling around on the ground trying to find the spoon. We were all laughing. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, outside of that, my favorite thing about camp was... Um, uh, as Colby said, none of our kids like like made decisions, um, but in our times of afterglow and stuff like that, the conversations that we had, the questions that were being raised were, were really, really good and sort of deep questions, and I'm excited to start unpacking some of those questions and talking about some of those questions with these kids. Uh, it's really, really insightful and like intellectual type Bible stuff that I really like and get into, so it's exciting. All right, now go sit down. Yeah, we've really need, we really need to embarrass those girls as much as possible now. That's not what I said. Anyway, let's, uh, let's sing this morning. We're going to sing a song, and then we're going to turn it over to Frank. Um, we're going to sing one song. So guys, go ahead and stand and sing with us. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful where your streams of abundance flow blessed be your name blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place though I walk through the wilderness blessed be your name Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious 
Speaking of praise, I was almost amiss if, uh, we didn't, if you didn't know it. Miss uh, Sherry T, just Sherry number two or Sherry T or what's the name now? No, oh, you're Sherry number one now. All right. We got a lot of Sherry's here. Well, Sherry number one over here, Miss Taggart, uh, if you did not know it, her daughter graduated college this week. Amen. 
Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. When we, when we begin to rattle off names within the Scriptures, there's a, I think there's a whole lot of names that probably come fairly quickly to us, whether it be Jesus. I think that's probably the first name that would come to most of our attention. But there's Jesus, there's Abraham, there's Moses, there's Paul, there's Peter. Uh, there may be other names that, that ring the top ten in your list. I, I think of Apollos quite often because I've studied uh, uh, a lot of other writings on Apollos as well. That being said, however, there is probably one name that does not make it to the top ten of your list. A name that's within the scripture that you probably that very rarely even think about, and his name is Ephroditus. Now, Ephroditus is only mentioned twice in the scriptures, both times in the book of Philippians. So in Philippians chapter 2, verse 25, I want us to read just this quick, short little passage right here. Actually, 24. Let's go back to 24. And I am convinced in the Lord that I myself will also come quickly. But I considered it necessary to send you Ephroditus, my brother, my co-worker, and fellow soldier, as well as your messenger and minister to my need. Now, let's stop right there for a moment. That doesn't sound, in a quick reading, that that says very much. We get so caught up sometimes in just the, the, the reading in English, we miss some of the nuances that's actually written into that passage of Scripture. And there's a word there that stands out very important, uh, a, a very important word, importantly, was what I was going to say. I'm not sure if that's a word, but anyway. There's a, path, a word in that passage that should reach out to us. You see... He is an important individual. For one thing, the very reason that we are able to read the book of Philippians is because he delivered the letter. He took this letter from Paul to the Philippian church. He was the one that was working while Paul could not. He was the one being and doing in the hands and feet, if you will, of that greater ministry. Which leads me to the other important reason. It's not just that we can read the book of Philippi because he delivered it. He is the first recorded short-term missionary in the Bible that was sent out by the local church. He is the first one that was sent out to do mission work, if you will. He was the first one that was missionally minded to go and carry out Paul's... It was the, the cause of Christ, the kingdom of Christ. Paul was in a position he needed help. And here was a man who was commissioned. Because you see, the word messenger that we just read in that passage of Scripture... The word messenger that Paul used, the actual term, meant one who was commissioned and sent out. We just think messenger. Oh, you know, it's like the UPS guy. No. What that meant was that he said, your messenger that you sent to me. The church of Philippi saw a need in the, missionary, in the ministry of Paul, and they realized there was a missionary ministry that could be done here. And they had somebody who could meet that need. Paul was out sharing the gospel. Paul was out doing what was needed to be done. And the church at Philippi recognized and realized, Paul needs help. And by golly, we here at the church have someone who can do that. And they called Ephroditus up and they commissioned him to go forth and be that short-term missionary for Paul. Now, by commissioning him... That simply means that they publicly identified him 
as the person to meet their need. And that commission was a challenge, if you will, both to him and back to them. In other words, the church of Philippi was letting Ephroditus know, we are going to trust you. And Ephroditus, you are now being publicly made aware of us laying hands and commissioning you that we are going to be praying for you and you're going to be praying for us. That we're going to be lifting you in prayer. Though we can't all go to help Paul in his missionary task, though we can't all go and share the gospel with Paul, you are going to go and represent us as part of this body to be that part of our body to go and share the body of Christ with others. Hallelujah. And Ephroditus accepted that. Ephroditus paved the way for so many of people who, to follow in those footsteps, both short-term and, and long-term missionaries, sent out of fellowships to go and, and join in God's activity beyond the local church. You know, we, we know that we have been called to share the gospel. We know that within our local church here, we're to reach the community. We know that we're to reach those in our workplaces and in our families. We know that we as a body are to try to grow the kingdom of God. We know that. But praise God, when God has called us, he has also called us to change into the uttermost parts of the world. And you may say, well, I can't do that. But there are those who can. And out of that body, God has called us and has set the example for us to commission and send those people. Since Ephroditus, there have been untold thousands of individuals that have been uh, sent out as, as individuals or as teams on short-term and long-term missionary journeys all over the world. And they were commissioned at their local church. In other words, when they got there, and let's say things got hard, the traveling was rough. I was talking to a gentleman this past week who just got back from Africa and was preaching a crusade over in Africa. And he said the hardest thing was just getting from point A to point B. He said some of the roads are up on the sides of mountains and such. You just close your eyes and pray, God, just pull us through this somehow. It was, it was the physical task of getting to places was scaring more than the spiritual task, even though there was a lot of spiritual battles that were raging there in Africa in the places that he was preaching, in the places he was sharing the, 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 the gospel of Jesus Christ. But he knew that he knew, and I would say that most missionaries that have been commissioned and sent out know that they're not alone. They also, that, I mean, they know that Christ is there with them, but sometimes you need that tangible reminder that I got brothers and sisters of this same body. Remember that this hand loves it when this hand feeds this body so this hand can grow. Amen? They, when we send out missionaries, they know there's people back home that are praying for them so that when the battle is raging, when things are going awry, or maybe things are on top of the mountain, I'm not celebrating alone. I'm not working alone. I'm not battling alone. I'm not fighting alone. I have not only Christ at my side, I have my body, my family, my believers, my brothers, my sisters at home praying for me as well. Hallelujah. And that's what Ephroditus was for Paul. He was sent, and he could say, you could say, but he was in a land. He didn't know anyone. He was just doing the bidding of Paul. He was in the land doing the ministry of the gospel, knowing that his brothers and sisters in Philippi were lifting him up every day. Hallelujah. So the idea of commissioning is an important one. Now, I wish I could tell you that we've always done that here at First Baptist Church, Sutherland Springs. I haven't, and even though I thought about it, and I've been at commissioning service with the International Mission Board. I've been at commissioning service at the North American Mission Board. I have been through commissioning services of large groups, but not of the local body of believers. But as I thought about it, we are commissioned. It is a biblical 
precedent. And in reality, commissioning is twofold. And the first of which I believe we do at First Baptist Church Sutherland Springs, which we were going to continue to do on, a, a, on more of a basis of all our missionaries that we send out. But the first is a lifestyle commissioning. I think that you have probably heard me preach and or speak many, many times on the kingdom principle that God has commissioned all of us to go forth and, and preach the gospel and grow his kingdom. Amen? Every one of us should be about the business. Our entire being should be about the business of building Christ's kingdom. If we, each one of us, are sold out to Christ, that's the primary thing that we need to recognize. Each one of us should be sold out to Christ to where our job, our skills, our purposes, our passions, everything that we have should be engaged in in the global mission of sharing the gospel every day. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get out on a street corner or stand behind a pulpit and preach every day, but our actions speak much louder than words. And so as a lifestyle, we have been commissioned every Sunday, I pray. I pray God's been doing that through me and through Sunday school teachers and song. We should be commissioned on a daily basis to go forth and proclaim the gospel and grow the kingdom of God. But the second way of commissioning is the one that I would like to start instituting here at First Baptist Church, and that is that we will, when we send people out, when people go beyond our local church, when people go out into the highways and the byways, when we send people, uh, Brother David's going to Calvary, uh, uh, I mean, Calvary? Uh, uh, Canada, excuse me, going to Canada next week. Uh, Sister Julie's been to Guatemala just a few weeks ago. We, uh, we send people individually, Jenny and Gunny and David have gone to Santa Fe and other places. Julie has gone to other places and spoke. When we go and are been, have been given the platform to open the gospel and it's beyond our local church, we as a church body should recognize and realize that's part of me. That's part of my body. That's part of who I am in Christ. Going and sharing Christ, the number one love of my life, with someone else hoping to enlarge the kingdom. And when we acknowledge and recognize that of our brothers and sisters that are leaving and going and moving, then we're going to be praying for them. And as we intercede and pray for them, and they are praying for us, and God is looking down, he's not just going to say, man, look at my children in Sutherland Springs, how good they're doing. He's going to say, look at my children in Sutherland Springs, from Sutherland Springs, and going to Sutherland Springs. And look what they're doing to enlarge our kingdom. And we can continue. Amen. Because we're going to continually bring that to his attention. Now, not that God doesn't know. But when we intercede for one another, when we are praying for one another, when we are sending out the missionaries into the... He says that the, the harvest is ripe. It's the workers that are few. The people are out there. And we have been given this great opportunity. We have been given a platform. We've been given this beautiful facility. We have been given recognition. And guys, if we squander that on ourselves rather than on God, we're going to be held at fault for that. But when we can stand and say, yes, thank you for this great facility. Now let's push people out to go share the gospel and bring others into the kingdom of God. God's going to say, that's what I called you to do. That's what's going to be anointed. And that's what the Holy Spirit's going to pour out upon. We should do just as the church in, in Philippi did, guys. Every time we send somebody out, this week we, got, we, we have eight that we're about to commission to go to Alaska. We're going to be leaving Tuesday to go to Alaska. Every time we send people out, we should do just like the church of Philippi, publicly acknowledge them before the, the entire fellowship. So one, we can get a face if we don't know a name and share what God is going to do And make sure that we have it in our minds as a body to pray. 
You know, my feet, the, the, they, they, they're, they're hoping that the rest of my body eats so that they can continue to live as well. Amen? Probably not. They don't have a mind. Some people say, never mind. My brain isn't in the best places at times. But what I'm trying to say is that the whole body grows when each part of the body is doing what it's called to do. And when we as a body are praying for each part of that said body, when we as a body are going to continue to, hey, I remember that face. I don't remember their name, but their face has crossed my mind. Or those people that left this week, what did they say? They were, oh, yeah, they were going to go witness to the indigenous people. They were going to go and, and share their this salmon frenzy of, about Christ, and they're going to minister to these people. Folks, when we come together... And sit together, we are as one body. When we send others out, they're still part of that body. You know, if somebody in this group today that we're going to commission, let's say someone leads somebody to Christ this coming week. It's not just them leading that individual to Christ. It says that the, those that are within the presence of the angels rejoice when one comes to know the Lord. Not only are they going to be rejoicing, but they're going to be calling people back here. They're going to be sending pictures back here. People are going to be able to go on Facebook or whatever the social media may be, and they're going to see, man, those people we sent up there to Alaska, they're leading people to Christ. And you know what's going to happen? Not only are the angels in heaven rejoicing, not only are people in Alaska, but right here at home, this body is going to rejoice because another part of its body is being glorified. As long as we lift up Christ and glorify him, he's going to edify the body. And when part of our body is being edified, the rest of us will be edified because we came together. And as Ephrodite was by Philippi, anointed and, and commissioned to go forth and proclaim the gospel for Paul, I mean of Christ, but working with Paul, we are going to do the same thing. I believe that's exactly what happened with Aphrodite? He was brought down, the hands were laid upon him, and, and he was physically touched and spiritually prayed over so that he could go out and, and be commissioned knowing, I am going with the authority of the church. I am going not because I want to do this, but because they have chosen to pray for me, and I'm doing this because God has called me to do this. There's a simple pattern, if you will, that the early church used to commission people. And that was just to present them to the folks and lay hands on them. So I'm going to ask our mission guys, come on, grab a stool over there against the wall. And I want you to come up on stage for a minute. Come up on stage. Just make your line right across here. While they're doing that, I want to read to you real quick. I had it on my phone and then I... I was looking for something else this morning. This is just a little blurb off Alaska Missions. This is where the team is going to go and serve through. But this is what they say. At Salmon Frenzy, we will host serving projects, service projects for Alaskan residents camping out on the Cook Inlet beaches at the Kenai and Kesselhoff Rivers. Thousands of Alaskans will be here dip netting sockeye salmon as an annual family event. Our ministry approach is gentle servanthood and need meeting through various methods. Kids clubs, bounce houses, prayer walking, traffic control, trash pickups, serving hot dogs, water, cocoa, sharing Christ, the primary thing in a personal and relational way. We engage the public in this secular forum through servant evangelism. We call this Beach Reach Alaskan style. We are going to go, and those folks that are, now we're not allowed to touch the fish or do any kind of fishing like that or anything like that. We are going strictly and primarily to go and share the gospel with those who are. And the neat thing, I was talking to somebody who went last year, and they said, people will walk up to you and say, why are you doing this? Who paid for this? And he said, I did. 
And they said, well, you mean you paid for it? We paid so that we can come and show you the love of Christ. Why would you do that? Because God loves me so much. He's given me this opportunity. And he loves you so much that he made a way for me to be here. And so many come to Christ that way. In the afternoon and the evening, uh, Miss, Miss Krim, she said they put a cross in the sands oftentimes. And people there know the cross and they'll just gather to it and have church service on the side of the river. Kids or the wives as, as the men are out there. Or maybe they swap and some of the men will come up. And you have church services right there on the side of the river sharing the gospel message. Folks, that is leading and that is calling. That, that's the calling all of us has been given. He said, go ye therefore and make disciples. He didn't just say gather on Sundays in your church. He said, go and make disciples of all the nations. We are to go into these places. And these places that may not be very well churched are going to see there's something different and they're going to hear what's going on. Amen? So these folks here have chosen to go this week. I'm going to pass this down. And I'm going to ask each one of you to introduce yourself and what you're planning to do. Hello, my name is Julio Velez. Hello, I found it. My name is Julio Velez, and I've chosen to be a missionary for Jesus Christ, to go serve and to share the gospel to not only the people in Alaska, but everybody that passes in our way. And I'm praying that when you pray over us today, we receive the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding with which we can introduce a brother to Jesus, and Jesus will walk him home. Amen. Hallelujah. He preached. Hello, everybody. I'm Evan Bonestell. I've been chosen as a missionary in Jesus Christ uh, just to go up there and serve and bring his word to the people up there, and hopefully we can bring even just one to Christ. Hallelujah. Hello. I'm Debbie Braden, and I have a heart, I have a heart for missions, and God opened this door for me, and I really feel like it is at this point in my life, this is where I need to be. Um, Alaska was something my husband and I planned on doing, and now my husband is no longer here. So this opens up the door for me to go and share my heart as a Christian, as a servant to others, sharing my love of Jesus to the Alaskan people, and also honor my husband by being able to go. And I know he would be very proud of me getting this opportunity to go. So I just, I'm looking forward to what God is going to do through this, this whole group that's going. Amen. Hello, my name is Ben Shields. I'm just going to do what God put on my heart to do, to lead somebody to Christ and show God what God has done for me in Amen. my life. And I just hope, for, hope that I can lead somebody to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hi, I'm Michelle Shields, and I've chosen to be a missionary because I want other people to feel what God's done in my life. I want them to know what he can do in their life as well, because um, he's done so much for us here, not just for me or my husband, but for everybody at this church. And I want other people to know that he can do so much in their lives as well. And it, it can be meaningful to them and bring happiness to them. So. Amen. Hello. My name's Pamela. Pamela. <laughs> we'll go with that. My name is Pam Hollingworth. And God's 
led me here. And he put it on my heart to go to Alaska and share what I've learned in the last two years that I had missed for 60, let me know. And uh, he's given me the opportunity to share what I have learned. And let me tell you, I have learned a lot. And the man keeps his word. Amen. My name is Christy Juke. And um, they really do say, oh, there's the hot dog people. So um, I'm just looking forward to when they ask, you know, well, why are you guys here? Um, that we would be able to share the, to the, with them that Jesus loves them and cares about them. There's a lot of people that are running away from stuff in Alaska. Alaska is an easy place to get lost in. And um, so people are trying to hide. People are trying to run away from, from stuff in their past. And so... Um, I just pray that we would have eyes to see those people and have the opportunity to talk to them and, and hopefully lead them to, to the Lord. Amen. Amen. So before I continue the message this morning, I, w- I want to take an opportunity. You now know their names, you know their faces, but I'm going to call Pat and the rest of the, the yeomen up today. They're going to to pray over us and lay hands, but I'm going to give this. This is a church opportunity as well. They're coming down, but if God's laid it on your heart to pray, to come lay hands, I want to encourage you to come down also. Come lay hands upon us, pray over us, and and we're going to have an incredible ministry. And guys, come on down, or you can sit where you're at and extend your hands. You can pray where you're at. But let let these guys pray over this team as we go forth into Alaska this coming week. So, Pat, I'm going to turn that over to you. Oh, thank you. I was going to grab that stool. Come on up, guys. So one of the things uh, that happens or in the Bible is biblical is that when someone is appointed for a special purpose for God, that they're anointed with oil. And so I wanted to anoint each one of these with oil before we pray over them. And then you guys are welcome to come down and lay hands on them with us, and we'll have a word of prayer, and uh, then we'll let these guys go down. Lord, you receive the glory, we receive the joy, and we just thank you so much for being a God 
who gives us those opportunities, Lord. And I pray your special blessings on this team as they go to Alaska, Lord. We know it's a place that sometimes is so magnificent in its beauty and its grandeur, but Lord, we also know that spiritually it can be a very dark place as well. Lord, I just pray that your light will shine there in this week. And Lord, that you've already prepared hearts. And Lord, we're just listening to um, Pam and Steve as they talked this morning, Lord, they know that your place is ripe for harvest. And Lord, we just pray that these people, that this team will have the chance to bring souls into your kingdom, Lord. And if they're not the harvesters, Lord, I just pray that you'll help them to be the planters of seed. And Lord, I just thank you so much for each and every one. I just pray that you'll bless them. As they travel, I just pray for traveling mercies and safety. Lord, most of all, I just pray that through all of this, your kingdom may get glorified. And Lord, most of all, that you receive the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I hope there wasn't nothing on your hand. No, but my hands are sweaty. Amen. Thank you, guys. And Marty said and pray that they, they keep the bears away. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to be armed with the book. I don't, I'm not sure if the bears care. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. You don't have to be the last one. You just have to stay ahead. That's right. That's right. So, Pam. If the bears come, I want you to know that I loved you. Because I'm going to run faster than you. That's all right. I'm just going to play dead. I'll just play dead. They won't matter. Amen. Guys, just a few things. I want to point out just a few more things, guys. As we have been commissioned, we're going to go forth and, and do the God, pray, preach the gospel. There's a reason behind this. There's, there's, there's some things that I feel as though are just very biblical, if you will, and something that we need to remember in a commissioning service. And that is, first of all, like I said, we are following the biblical pattern. I believe the best missiological study book, strategy book in the world would be this Word of God. Amen? It'd be this right here, the Scriptures. The more we follow the example of the early church, the more, if we're going to emulate anything, the more we emulate the church of Jesus Christ, the apostolic church, the more we emulate the early church of, of Jesus Christ, the more we will be what Christ has called us to be. Therefore, that's why I think it's direly important that we start this time of commissioning those who are going to go and share the gospel, those who are, who are going to head out and go to other places to share the gospel. We need, as a body, to lift one another up. Also, to its visionary. I believe that when God births a church, it's always born for something bigger than itself. I believe that when God has built a church and blessed a church, he is, in, in, he is desiring that to move. To whom much is given, much is required. And I believe that, praise God, just as God has given us much in this service, God has given us much in Sutherland Springs, he's requiring much from us to go forth and proclaim the gospel everywhere. 
it is visionary. It allows us to go forth and praise God, not just in this beautiful facility. Praise God for this facility. Praise God for the body he has brought together within this facility. But isn't it great that God is allowing our little church to make a difference thousands of miles away? And he will do so. Because I know that where the, the, the spreading of the word is, the word will not return void. If we are all going up, with, as you heard the testimonies of these folks this morning, if we are all going up to share the gospel, that word's not going to return void. Now, I may not be able to come back and tell you, oh yeah, there's 50 that le- was led to Christ. But I can uh, come back knowing that a difference has been made in the kingdom of God that I may not even know to the other side of glory. But because we chose to re- look beyond ourselves... Because we chose to look into our Judea, our Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Because we chose to go. God's going to honor that. Amen? Amen. Also, a commissioning service is affirming. It it allows us to remind us that, that the gifting and the calling that's been placed on those who are going. We know and we are affirmed that you guys are gifting and calling us to go. That you are praying for us. We can be affirmed knowing that we are pray, being prayed over and you guys can be affirmed of knowing that you have sent people out to make a difference who are praying for you back there, but also being used by God there for this, this body to grow and be strengthened. And it's also, I believe, convicting. I think oftentimes when we see a commissioning service, I, I know there's been several times in my life I've been to, uh, to an international mission board uh, commissioning and I, at the end, of just convicted thinking, are you calling me to go, God? Are you calling me to go internationally? Especially before I had such knee problems. I used to to war. Maybe God's calling me onto the mission field. And, and I'd have that because it was convicting. Because I could see these were every, everyday people being commissioned. And they were choosing to accept the challenge to go forth and proclaim the gospel. To use the gifts and the abilities that God had given them beyond their local church. And folks, I think that when we commission someone such as this today... When we have this commissioning service, there may be some of you guys out there that are thinking the same. God, you're calling me to do this too. Maybe next year you'll join in with the Alaskan missions if we do this again. Or maybe God's going to lay on your heart to go to to here or go to there. Isn't it great? We can go to Louisiana. There's a mission field in Louisiana. But there's a mission field right here in San Antonio. In fact, there's a mission field just right here where we can drive our cars very easily on a daily basis. And maybe God's convicting you to use whatever gifts and talents there is to go forth and proclaim the gospel. It's also inviting. It invites us to to join with God, to do what he's called us to do, not just here on Sunday. But we're going for for eight days, seven days, eight days. Eight days, we're going to have the opportunity. And now not all those days are we going to be on the rivers, but like Julio said, we're, we're going to be in airports. We're going to be traveling. We're going to be on hiking trails. We're going to be in many places that God's going to bring people in our path. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop everyone and hit them upside the head with my Bible. But they should be able to see as we walk by and the joy of Christ on our face and the Shekinah glory of God coming forth from us that they, hey, let's start a conversation. And you know what's really neat when you start a conversation? Now, Sherry said I talk too much and talk to too many. But in starting that conversation, there's not long until you can bring it around to Christ in one way or another. And probably find a way to figure out, do they know Christ or not? And if not, at least plant a seed or maybe a full-fledged gospel presentation. And the thing is, guys, it's inv- God is inviting us to join with him, not just on Sunday morning, but every day. And this kind of commissioning service reminds not just us eight that's on this stage, but all of us that God's inviting us every day 
to be a part of his task, of his journey, of his missionary venture of sharing the gospel. And in, in, in First Peter, Peter tells us, Second Peter, excuse me, he tells us that he desires that none should perish, no, not one. And how are they going to hear the gospel? By us sharing the gospel, which makes it celebratory. When, when one comes to know Christ, the angels, the, the, those amongst the angels in heaven rejoice. The angels will rejoice. The people there will rejoice. And praise God, we can rejoice. Because we'll be celebrating that God is allowing our church here in Little Sutherland Springs to be a part of his activity all those thousands of miles away in Alaska. When we get to heaven, we should run to, to Ephroditus and, and, and thank him for setting that first example. Run to the leaders of the church of Philippi and say, thank you for showing us what it means to commission those we send out so that we can do this as a body. It shouldn't be just Julie or just David or just Jenny or just Frank or just Christy. It should be all of us that go. When Julie goes to Guatemala, it's all of us that goes. When, 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 when somebody goes to Santa Fe, it's all of us that goes. When we go to Alaska, it should be all of us that goes. And God brought that home to my, my mind this past couple of weeks. We're a body. We're here for each other. Well, we're two or three are gathered. He is there and he is here and he will be there and here at the same time. Amen? Amen. Now, I'd be remiss if I did not say this. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to see Ephroditus. Because the way to see Ephroditus is to see him in glory. And the only way in glory, doesn't matter, you could tell me you've been on a thousand mission trips all over the world. If you don't know Christ, you're not getting into that. Nobody is doing this. No one's going to Alaska to try to earn their way into heaven because nobody can earn their way in. The only morning and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he said, whomsoever believes in me, that I am the Son of God, that rose again on the third day. If you will profess me before men, so shall I profess before the Father. Folks, this morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God is the one who's reaching to you right now. That feeling that you have coming over you, that feeling that's moving in your heart, that's not breakfast from this morning, that's Christ. That's God. That conviction you're feeling, that's not from Pastor Frank. That's from Christ. And he's giving you that opportunity to accept him this day. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Chris and the guys are going to be coming up. And they're going to sing. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask you to, to make that commitment. You can pray where you're at. You can come to this altar and pray. You can, you can, I'll pray with you or you can pray by yourself. But remember, he who professes me before Christ. I know sometimes that you can be nervous. I know sometimes it's hard to get up in front of people, but the guys, if you truly have sold out to Christ, you realize he was before a bunch of people when he chose to be the most humiliated and hurt in a fashion that you can imagine for us, then I bet you can probably walk that out and stand there for a few minutes for him. If it's real. Where are you this morning? Now, if you're here this morning, you do know Christ, and maybe this service has convicted you. You want to get more involved in missions. Get with me. There are people that are going on missions all the time. I might be able to, to work you in with that God's calling you to. Or maybe there's somebody calling that just needs you. Or maybe you have an idea of your own. But let's not. If God's calling you to get more active in the mission field, let's quit throwing out the excuses and start just latching on to where God wants to us. Amen? Amen. So guys, let's all stand. I want to leave some word of prayer. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, I pray that you get that straight. If you get that right today, Lord.
You're all in him. Like I said, the number one commissioning is the life commission of Christ. Do you choose to sell your heart totally and wholly out to Jesus? Father God, I come before you this morning. Everything that happens in this place, Lord God, I pray it's of you. May it be honoring of you. This commissioning service this morning, Father, that wasn't about me or Michelle or Ben or Debbie or Pam or Evan or Julio. It wasn't about Christy or, or Pat or any of the men that came and prayed over us or any of the folks that came up. This was all about glorifying you. So God, I pray this morning that anyone here, if they have been touched by you, may they do the, may they follow through as well. the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide the ransom for my life oh he is my song you are good good oh you are good Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life, oh, he is my song. You are good, good, oh, you are good, good, oh, you are good, good, oh, you are good, good. Inside my sails, the anchor in the waves, oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the fire inside my veins, the echo of my days, oh, he is my song. You are good, good. Oh, you are good, 
seen your good, Lord. I want to believe it. I want to mean it. But I've done this, or I've done that, or I've allowed myself to be pulled here. Or you may be putting on a smile on the outside, but you know that sin, that secret sin on the inside, keeping you back. Folks, my God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. And that means now as well. If you're here this morning and that's you, my God's still there. All you have to do is turn around. All you have to do is say, Father, forgive me. And you know, you're going to, the devil's going to say, why would he do that? Why, did, why would he do that? You've been so bad. You've been so ugly. You've led people away from the church. Don't believe you can do that simple, folks. It's simple because my God did the hard part. And he died so that you can turn around. And when you turn around, he's going to open them arms. He's going to say, scale the fatty calf, put a ring on his hand, put a cloak about his body, and say, get me behind you. Put him on the spot. Thank you. 
You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You are good, good. Oh, 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 you're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You are good, good. trust him the more i love him nothing good for me he'll deny the longer i know him the better i can show him i couldn't stop now if i tried oh it gets sweeter so as the days go by it gets sweeter as the moments fly his love is richer, deeper, fuller, sweeter, 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 sweeter as the days go by. The moment He saved me, His good grace He gave me, He places love down deep in my heart. There's great joy in knowing with Him I am going and never more from Him to depart. Oh, it gets sweeter 
as the days go by it gets sweeter as the moments fly this love is richer deeper fuller sweeter 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 as the days go by As the days go by, it gets sweeter as the moments fly. His love is richer, deeper, fuller, sweeter, 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 sweeter as the days go by. One more chorus. It gets sweeter. As the days go by, it gets sweeter as the moments fly. His love is richer, deeper, fuller, sweeter, 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 sweeter as the days go by.